Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about if at first you don't succeed. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today is the 28th of February, 2022, and the tour portion for this week is called Pekudai, which means countings. It's Exodus chapter 38, verses 21, to chapter 40, verses 38. Then you go to 1 Kings 7, 51, to chapter 8, 21. And then the Revelation is 15, chapter 15, verses 5 through 8. So the half tour portion is 1 Kings, and the Berkharashah is Revelations. And it's never more obvious than especially with this tour portion how all of these things come together literally the connection for all of these uh, portions is that the glory of Adonai filled the temple and today I'm going to talk about if at first you don't succeed primarily because I did not feel like I was succeeding at all this past week I know I said I was uh, not feeling so great last week well it turns out I had COVID again so I had COVID October 6, 2020, and then I got it again um, in February. And uh, it was obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but thankfully was was better than it was the first time, but it still was terrible. And so, yeah, so February, uh, <laughs> February, I guess, 17th is when I first actually got COVID. So um, I'm officially able to go out and about without a mask or anything today. And I'm very thankful for that. So you're supposed to do now five days where you're, uh, to quarantine at home. And then the next five days you're allowed to go out, but you have to wear a mask. So I stayed home because I can't wear a mask. I just, I won't do it. Um, so I let my son who lives in the camper behind us do our grocery shopping for us. So that was quite a blessing. But, um, but yeah, COVID is uh, not a joke. It's definitely a real thing. However, I also still firmly believe that you should not take anyone else's liberties away from them and freedoms from them just to make you feel a little bit safer. Um, my husband has repeatedly reminded me that I should not get political on this particular podcast. However, this is my issue. Um, one of my things that I don't particularly care for is when you go on, like you listen to people or you listen to a podcast or even when you listen to sermons from or teachings from different rabbis or pastors or whoever, and they focus on the word, which is exactly what they should be doing, but they don't implement it in everyday things. Like, for example, all of you know what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. If you don't, you've been living under a rock. And um, the people in Ukraine are suffering. They're, they're hurting right now. And we're trying to um, support them with our prayers and hopefully help the Messianic community that's there. But um, it's something that's real and is actually happening. And I think that it's really important for us to continue to keep our eyes open and prayerfully intercede on behalf of our brothers and sisters, no matter what portion of the world they're in. Now, that being said, the title of this particular podcast is called If at First You Don't Succeed. And of course, if you're in the Western world, you know that the rest of that is try and try again. I didn't want to actually add that part to it because here's the problem with this particular quote. If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. The reality is we will fail 
over and over and over and over and over in our lives. So, like, Erica, what's the point? The point is this. Who are we leaning on? Who are we depending upon during those times? When we stumble and fall, do we have those around us who will help us get back up? Do we lean upon Adonai and his word and and our understanding of his word and who he is instead of leaning upon our own understanding? Do we try under our own power and forget all about Adonai? The other thing I really want to make sure that it's obvious to people when they listen to this podcast is yes, I do try to be as real and raw as possible, but also like I'm a human being and it drives me crazy. And it did growing up too, where you would have these people in church who would act like they had their lives all together. And that of course, in turn makes you think, well, am I doing something wrong? Because my life is a complete mess. And yet they look like they're just living the life and they're just perfect. Here's the reality. They're, they're hiding. They're, they're not telling the truth. They're not being honest with other like-minded believers. Now, there's a place and a time to, I guess, be that way. <clears throat> um, however, I'm, I try not to be that way as much as I possibly can. Yes, I do try to, um, you know, like I said last week, I think it was like put on a happy face no matter how I'm feeling. But I also say like, look, like I'm actually feeling terrible right now. Like I know I look great, but I, I feel terrible. Um, but I also don't want to be, you know, you know, there's a fine line. It's like, okay, let's try not to be holier than thou, but then also, also not have a pity party for ourselves every single day, because that's not what we're called to do either. And this past week, man, I tell you what, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't in the word. Um, you know, one of the things I, you know, it's something that I, I come to terms with every single time it happens. Um, my, uh, Bible plan for the year just ended. And so I've been trying to find another Bible plan. And the ones I found are good, but they're only like seven days long. And I was trying to, especially because we're quarantined right now with all my kids, you know, try to do a devotional with them every day, which, you know, is kind of like hurting cats. And, um, it was distracting me from the fact that in order for my day and my focus to be centered on what it should be, I need to focus on the word and I need to get myself in the word. Because honestly, this whole week, haven't been in the word at all. The first time I opened up my Bible was today when I was started reading the Torah portion, which by the way, was actually really insightful. I was actually, you know, I don't know about you. And, and this is, it's moments like this. I'm like, okay, do I have ADD, ADD or ADHD? I don't know. But I get seriously distracted um, when I'm, especially when I'm reading um, something that isn't, uh, a storyline or something that really piques my interest or something that I've read a million times. And I'm like, ah, whatever. I've already read this. Sometimes I'm like that with the word. You know, I know that like, I'm always telling, getting the word, getting the word, getting the word. It's so important. I struggle with this too, guys. I am not perfect. And this past week has been a great example of that because yes, obviously I was feeling not so great because I was dealing with COVID. So I had like almost all the symptoms, which you know, uh, you know, come and go. Thankfully I did not lose my taste of, uh, my sense of taste and smell that one. I actually got to keep this time. So praise the Lord for that. But man, I tell you what, the tone of the, of my every day and what I chose to do every day shifted completely because I did not choose to take the time and read the word in the morning. Like I should. And because of that, I think I suffered more 
than I would have if I had it because I was leaning on what? On myself and what I could do in my own power instead of leaning on what Adonai has said he can do for us in his word. Um, what I really got out of the tour portion this particular week, at least what's really stood out to me, <clears throat> which was prevalent in actually each in the, the tour portion, the Brit Hadashah and the half tour portion is that it talks about like, you know, Moses was commanded by Adonai to, you know, to have been, uh, Benai Israel actually, um, do all these things to set up a temple and a tent, the tent of meeting and a place for him to dwell. And in order for him to dwell there in obedience, they had to do all the things they had to like this. They're actually talking about, um, what the high priest was, uh, commanded, was told to wear, um, you know, the ephod and the, and the finely, uh, made linen and, uh, the blue scarlet and purple and, um, pomegranates and the bells. And it's all actually really interesting if you get into it, but so they did all these things and I can't imagine it was super simple or easy to do. I can't like, there were literally a rather intricate detailed instructions for them to follow through on and they did it. And because they were obedient with what Adonai told them to do, Adonai showed up and in a big way, you know, I, I feel like, and it's funny because I'm like, Oh Lord, just show me your face. Like, I just want to be in your presence and I just want to be with you. And I just want to feel you near me. And man, even with that, we can come become complacent. Right. And the children of Israel are a really great example of that. They literally had a cloud, the cloud, the presence, the Holy glory of Adonai with them. And yet they still became complacent. So whether or not Adonai is visibly in the tent and you can see him, in the cloud, or at least see the cloud, and you know he's there. Because if you get too close and you are not supposed to be there, you be dead. That simple. Or if he's simply in your every day-to-day life, walking with you, talking with you, it's still simple, no matter what situation it is, for us to become complacent. And when we become complacent, we start taking advantage, or not taking advantage, but kind of like, all right, Lord, like, yeah, you're there, but I think I can do this on my own. I got this, God. You, you sit back and, and just watch me, watch, watch what I do. And that's a very dangerous place to be. And I feel like I really was falling into that trap this past week. Um, which, you know, is, is kind of weird for me because with all my health issues, typically I lean more on Adonai than off of. And this past week, I don't know if it was just because I was in a house full of children and my husband and we were spending a whole lot more time together. Um, and I was just, you know, in pain and or just coughing and just miserable. Especially Americans, we tend to want to, especially in those moments, be entertained. Whether we're healthy or not, but especially when we're not healthy, we want to be entertained. Like my kids kind of laugh because laugh and groan because I have, when I'm not feeling well, what they call sicky, sicky movies. <clears throat> and they're movies I particularly like to listen to or just watch, or just like even just having it in the background. Um, I'm not one to typically enjoy silence. So being silent with the Lord is very difficult for me. Um, 
I do do it because I know how important it is, but it's still really hard for me. But I'll have, like, they know I'm seriously sick when I have uh, told them to put on the sound of music for me. Um, it makes me happy. It reminds me of my grandmother. And um, it's just a few of my favorite things. But, you know, there are other movies that I really enjoy. Um, Journey to the Center of the Earth is probably my favorite one. And they absolutely grown. I'm not talking about the one with Brendan Fraser, by the way. I'm talking about, um, shoot, it, it was made in like the 50s. So it's it's from back in the day. But um, for whatever reason, I really enjoy that movie. And they they we feel like we need to be entertained. But really what it is, is we need to be distracted from how we're feeling. And too often, when we fall down, and when we choose not to be doing what God has called us to do in order for us to be closer to him, we tend to fall down and stay there. We look at our phones, our Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, what have you. Um, play video games, watch movies. Um, I know a lot of people in the Messianic community are like, Erica, I don't even watch TV. And you know what? I'm proud of you. Uh, I, unfortunately, I, I, you know, I do, I, I do watch some TV. Um, I do watch movies. I like to watch things that make my brain think. So I'm a really big fan of mysteries. Um, I like Agatha Christie mysteries. So I like Miss Marple and Poirot. And, um, sometimes, you know, that's how my family, we connect in a lot of ways, but the reality is we really need to kind of recenter ourselves and refocus ourselves on how do we maybe make those connections with the word. Uh, one thing I really enjoyed one day that we were sick while we were sick this past week is I think everyone in our family, yeah, we, we did a whole voting, had it on a whiteboard. Okay, who wants to play Uno? Who wants to play Apples to Apples? Who wants to play Monopoly? Who wants to play Life? And went down the list and we finally were able to settle on Uno. And you know what? Uno is a simple game that you can play with your family where you can make connections, where you're sitting there and you're talking to each other. Not just sitting as like zombies in front of the, the you know, the boob tube as uh, the older generation calls it. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's good. It's good for us to make connections because you know what? God did not make us and create us to be entertained with our own creations, I might add. God created us for connection and for communion and for connecting with him and in connecting with him, connecting with others. And keeping Adonai as our foundation of that connection. Because when we make other connections that are not necessarily the foundation of, they don't have the foundation of Adonai, we become distracted, which makes it easier for us to become complacent and makes it easier for us to forget the whole purpose of our being. And so today I just really want to encourage you, I'm a human being. Uh, I messed up this past week. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I really did. I just got distracted and complacent and just was like, Lord, I love you, but I'm tired. <laughs> and I'm sure that you've had those moments too. And you know what? It's okay. The key is to get back up once you've had those moments. 
I want to read to you something I found. Um, <clears throat> actually, uh, Becca Shea posted it on her Facebook page. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She is a, a Christian singer, um, but she also grew up in the Messianic movement. Um, so she kind of has an interesting twist on things, and I really enjoy her music. It's a little bit more up to date than some other uh, music that many of us enjoy. Um, but anyway, she uh, she quoted from Second Corinthians four sixteen to fifteen, and I, it, for whatever reason, it really resonated with me today. So I want to read it to you. It says, "Therefore, we do not lose heart, though our outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is renewed day by day." For our trouble, light and momentary, is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison, as we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. So no matter what our troubles are, remember that that it's just momentary. And you're like, Erica, it's been years. Okay. In the eyes of the father, it's momentary. He lives outside of time and space. So a moment is literally like a blink of an eye, like, you know, or a a year could be a blink of an eye. And no matter what our trouble is, we could be producing an eternal weight of glory far beyond beyond all comparison. And how we do that? We do that by obeying. By being obedient to what the Father has told us to do. Not getting distracted. And then when we do become distracted, when we fall down, remembering that it's okay to fall down as long as we choose to get back up again. And I want to encourage you, if you have fallen down and you are just struggling to get back up, reach out. Reach out to friends, family family, uh, members, someone in your congregation, somebody who's maybe a like-minded believer reach out to me on my email. I will try my best to respond to you in a timely manner. Um, I don't have, uh, you know, I'm not a scholar. I'm not, uh, I haven't gone to seminary. I haven't, um, you know, learned under a rabbi minus, you know, except, you know, what I learned under from sitting in my congregation, like a normal person. Um, my experience is in reading the word from living every day to observe from observing myself and others and how they live their lives. And hopefully that's an encouragement to you. Um, it's been a tough week guys, and it's okay to have those tough weeks. And I'm here to tell you it's okay to have those tough weeks. The point is to get back up again. I am so thankful that I have the people I do around me, surrounding me, praying for me, And just know that you've got somebody praying for you. Um, I'm praying for you. I pray that the Lord would just let his glory fill you, his living temple. And that you might be blessed in what he's hopefully showing you throughout the days. You know, another really great reminder for me was a couple weeks ago, one of our chickens, I don't know, she broke her leg, she hurt her leg. And we did what, you know, we found online to do. And, you know, we we made a tourniquet, we bandaged it. And I tell you what, the problem was she fell down and she didn't get up again. 
Um, typically chickens, even like when you do a tourniquet and you, you, you brace it for them, they will at least try to get up and move around. Well, this chicken had just given up and unfortunately she died. And, uh, it was very sad. Uh, that chicken's name was ZFC, um, called Zion's forever chicken. It was the chicken that my son, uh, my oldest son, Zion, when it was a baby chick was not doing well. Baby chicks are very, very difficult, uh, to help them grow into, uh, thriving chickens. Um, they're very delicate. And my son stayed up all night just holding this chick and petting this chick and just loving this chick and just keep giving it his warmth. And, um, unfortunately it died. And, you know, we had this chick for about four or five years and, um, obviously it wasn't a chick when she died, but, um, she lived a good life. But the problem was that once a, a hardship happened, um, she gave up. She didn't uh, try to continue moving and working. She just, she gave up. And I want to encourage us to not be that chicken. To, you know, no matter what the circumstance that, that life has thrown you, know that God is with you always. And to rely on him and lean on him. And try again in his grace and his love and his mercy. Try again leaning on his understanding and not our own. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 27. I read out of the Tree of Life version. I encourage you to pick one up. I really enjoy this particular version of the Bible. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you have a blessed week. And remember, no matter how many times you fall down, Adonai is with you. And if you lean on him and not your own understanding, you can get back up again and just start right back from where you fell. It's okay. It's okay to fail and just get back up. Hopefully I'll uh, have you tuning in again next week. But may you be blessed this week and have a fulfilling wonderful, God-centered week. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is in Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica LaCasse. And it should have a button right there to say, leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet. If you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment, I would love to hear from you.